Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. In this podcast, we are going to look at practical strategies for transforming organizations. With resources continuing to be scarce, uncertain events rocking our sense of security, and change coming at an unbelievable pace, it's essential that leaders actively seek ways to revitalize and reinvent their organizations. This is not the time for surface changes. The facade of change will not increase customers, create staff commitment, or enhance revenue. Instead, leaders have to be able to consider total transformations that will make their organizations viable today and beyond. This podcast presents a collaborative method for transformation. It's based on an article that I wrote, oh, several years ago, But the principles are timeless, absolutely timeless. This podcast is enhanced by conversations with association leaders who've been skillful at managing large and small organizational transformations. They shared their insights with me in the original article. So I want to take a little time to lay the foundation for transformation. How do you start? It's not as simple as pulling together a reorganization team or having a reorganization meeting to lament the pain of budget cuts and the need to do more with less. It's not easy and it's not simple. It's not about restructuring key departments. The objective of these deep transformations is to position the organization to flourish. This requires a laser-sharp focus on leadership excellence and on organizational excellence. Robert Tanner and colleagues write about the power of engagement in their article, Your Company's Secret Change Agents. They say that the key is to fully engage members of the community you wish to change or transform so that they become your evangelists. They hold that any change ought to bridge what is happening and what is possible for the organization. One of the initial questions is, what are the possibilities for my organization? Posing that question will get you and your leadership team thinking beyond what is to the vast realm of possibilities. Total transformation requires that leaders be able to let go and allow for adaptive change to take place. Adaptive change is the type of core modification that has the potential to alter every aspect of an organization. This type of change works best with leaders who are self-aware and who are willing to reflect often. These leaders possess sufficient humility to recognize the fact that no one of us is as smart as all of us. They know that combining multiple competencies, knowledge bases, and skills 
will propel the organization to reach its fullest potential. That means that executives must be able to collaboratively create a compelling reason for change that people will want to be a part of. They must be sure the business reasons for the intended transformation are meaningful. They can't bulldoze over people and try to make transformation happen overnight. The vision has to be shared by a broad constituency of stakeholders who really want to partner with the executive to make the transformation start and to make it last. I want to start thinking about the process, so let's talk about that and explore that. Wise leaders begin the process by purposefully engaging multiple stakeholders and asking them to dream about what the organization can be. These stakeholders can range from vendors, to staff, to customers, to members, to regulators, to just about anyone who impacts your industry. Consider Rick, the CEO of a state credit union league. This is a trade association that represents credit unions of all sizes. He blended staff, board, and credit unions of various sizes on task forces that he designed to strategize better ways to meet member needs now and in the future. He understood the challenges of making major changes in an established, well-respected association. He weathered the pain of downsizing and survived by maintaining direct, honest communication with staff. One of his critical messages to the people who remained after the downsizing was that the league had to make tough choices and those choices had to reflect the core competencies identified as essential for long-term success. He boosted the confidence of the remaining team by reinforcing the fact that they demonstrated those core competencies, that they added value to the league and to the credit unions that they serve. If you're serious about transformation, don't limit your notion of potential stakeholders. Think broadly, be expansive, invite input from lots of people and organizations that impact yours. If you're transforming your department, invite internal customers, external customers, anyone who works with you to participate in the discussions. Be strategic in building connections that can make the transformation possible. Consider connecting with academics who are doing research in your industry. This gives you access to theoretical perspectives that may have some usefulness in your day-to-day -day work. These connections may give you new insights and the competitive intelligence required to reinvent your organization. You know, in my experience, I've found that most successful leaders know that they don't have all the answers or even know all the right questions to ask. They trust that others in the organization possess the breadth and depth of knowledge to partner in strategic positioning for the future. 
They trust that the people closest to the work have a wealth of knowledge that can be channeled into creating a track record of replicable successes throughout the organization. I can tell you that these ideas and approaches are especially difficult for leaders who micromanage or who utilize autocratic rather than collaborative approaches to getting things done. I'd like to go more deeply in the transformation process. You know, it allows everyone to dream new dreams for the organization. This is an idea or a concept that's borrowed from the principles of appreciative inquiry. I adapt this concept and ask client organizations to concretize the notion of their best selves today and beyond. This is a very specific focus, not only on who the organization is and its current strengths, but it offers the opportunity to really consider what's required to morph, to survive, and to thrive. This approach creates opportunities to consider how everyone in the organization can bring their best selves forward. Now here's the caution. While there's a need to plan and to dream, it's not wise to plan too far out into the future because change happens so fast in today's environment. We see how volatile and unpredictable change is. So we've got to think about creating operational reality. As you're working through the change and transformation process, a vision of the future has to be crystallized. It has to be cemented in minds, in hearts, and in hands of the people who will make it happen in operational reality. This is a lengthier process than many of us imagine. I'm going to share an example. When Michelle took over the reins of a property management company, she wisely decided that rather than jump in with her own agenda for transformation, she'd spend her first months listening and getting to know the tenants in the retail buildings that they managed. She also used this time to get to know the strengths of the people on her team. When she finally began to champion change, she opted not to go it alone. She enlisted the support of the board, the staff, and the tenants. Her very engaged board owned the transformation of the company. Some of the board members spoke about their processes at industry conferences. The high level of engagement made the transformation more sustainable. It was an effort that everyone owned and invested in. As the company structured their transformation, they identified their three core purposes. First, building a network or community for building tenants. Second, structured employee development aimed at retention. And third, assertive advocacy with other large property management companies interested in impacting policy. This reminds us that transformations are not willy-nilly. They're purposeful and they're strategic. There's an important lesson here. Don't try to do too much at once. Transformations that last 
have sustainability because of the focus. Focusing enables more strategic resource utilization. This means getting rid of activities not related to your core purposes. Eliminate initiatives that don't align with your mission. Be aware, when you're transforming the organization, you're delving deep below the surface. I mentioned mission alignment. In fact, some transformations call for a complete redefinition of mission, vision, and values. This is a transformation at the very core of the organization. Transformation necessarily entails the tough work of redesigning systems, supports, processes, practices, all of the things that move the organization in the direction of its most positive potential. You'll be dismantling and developing structures that support who you intend to be. You'll be opening the door for a broader base of stakeholders to participate in reformulating the organization. As you work to transform, be sure to pay attention to natural strengths. I really believe that people should be encouraged to explore their interests and their strengths. Where possible, it's useful to match work to strengths. I know that's not always possible, but it's certainly worth trying. This type of transformative change is actually a survival mechanism. The objective is not to create change simply for the sake of change. Rather, let's create change that maximizes innovation, engagement, and commitment throughout the enterprise. Let's face facts. There are times when this isn't just a good thing to do. There are times when transformation becomes a must-do for organizational survival. Consider the trade association that was on the brink of bankruptcy. They laid off 40% of their staff, reduced the number of conferences and meetings that they offered to their members each year, and had to give up their lease on their wonderful D.C. office space. They were teleworking 25 years ago before it was anywhere near popular. The association had to go into survival mode. That meant transformative change was an imperative. The CEO ushered the organization through perilous financial times, increased membership, and used technology to increase non-dues revenue. She and her team worked hard, I mean really hard, to revitalize their chapters and their districts. They launched webinars, small group regional learning intensives, and on-site consultation services. After a very long haul, they reinvented themselves and have returned to their status as a notable trade association. They have financial stability. They're now more relevant to their members because they have completely revamped the services that they offer. This example illustrates when transformative change has a greatly likelihood of being sustained. This is when it is rooted and grounded 
in a compelling business necessity. I need to restate this. One surefire way to fail at transformation is by doing it simply because it's in vogue or some executive gets a burr in his saddle and decides rapid fire change is in order. All of this work must be rooted in the clearly defined purposes, objectives, and goals. I want to reiterate the fact that stakeholder engagement is key to successful transformations. This means that the task is not left to a select group of hand-picked senior managers or a cabal of entrenched board members. Instead, a variety of voices need to be heard and integrated throughout the transformation process. Let's wrap this up. You know, while some of the principles in this article may be counterintuitive for traditional hierarchical leaders, they really do work. Organizational transformations can and do happen when stakeholders are invited to participate in the rebirth. When multiple insights are considered and integrated, the whole organization benefits the whole organization benefits, and sometimes the whole industry benefits. Executives who are thoughtful understand that this is not easy work. There are going to be losses on the road, and there are going to be great gains. Consider beginning this process by using it first for small-scale transformations. As you develop more confidence in your ability to skillfully collaborate, you'll be able to take on greater challenges. You'll also build a cadre of partners who see the potential in meaningful transformations that fully engage multiple stakeholders. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Oh,